Oh, this is funny. It really is. So I've been talking about, oh, please get onto our email service so we can talk to you. So we just found out we got canceled by our email service. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Times such as these requires us to be very clear-eyed about the culture. Obviously, that's almost a cliche to state. Also, to be very, very clear-eyed about some methodologies for figuring out if you are a good guy or bad guy. Here's a real quick story. So when we started the podcast, we got started about three months earlier than I had planned. And team came together and we we got things going and Dave and Julie done a brilliant job. And, you know, Dave had to take on the Google challenge and that was done. And Julie took on the social media challenges and that's been done. And and we worked together and uh, on the email front and uh, we chose a company called MailChimp because it's super easy to set up. And super easy to get rolling. And they're not the best email company. In fact, they're not a very good email company. But uh, in terms of just getting rolling, they're they're really good at just getting out the gate. And apparently, they've been purchased by Oracle, Larry Ellison's company. And um, this morning, yesterday, I made a cryptic comment about our email service provider because I was waiting to see what would happen. They've canceled us because they don't like e- what we think. That makes them publishers. And it's not a, you're not a platform provider. And, and, and again, this is so easy to test. Platforms are phone companies. And until, and they've tried. No, they've, they've tried. This is not, I'm not kidding. The, the party has tried to insert themselves into your text messages. Did you know that? There was an actual proposal to let Tony Fauci's um, lying you know, CDC intervene in your text messages if you were texting someone something about the COVID flu Tony wanted to be able to uh, to, to ban that before he retires Tony's retiring did you know that yeah uh, the ultimate the ultimate politician and by the way Satan was the first politician I'm just saying the ultimate politician has seen where things are going I, I we talked this week about the COVID cover-up we talked about being complicit with the people who are getting people killed with the COVID response hoax. And Tony sees where this is all going. So Tony's retiring, but don't worry, he'll be fine. Uh, you're going to end up paying him like 300 grand a year in retirement. His wife will get uh, somewhat less than that. She's over at the uh, equally corrupt National Institute of Health. So you test the, the, the platform theory on your phone company. At this point, not even Verizon or the, you know, the equally mobbed up AT&T is shutting people off from their phones because of what they say. Yet. But MailChimp. Oh, yeah. They, they, they made their terms of service indicates that 
I'm not allowed to give, as I understand it, um, medical advice. I don't give medical advice. I ain't a doctor. I talk about what I would do. I refer to studies about early treatments, and I provide URLs to the studies and to doctors who have used these treatments. I provide all of that. But that, that does not make them happy. So they're not a platform. And I know Republicans are starting to get this. But they can't get it quickly enough. I Look, you be a private business, fine. Say, say we're a platform, then be one. If you're a platform, then you let people say what they say. If there's a law enforcement matter, if someone's planning an act of terrorism, you turn them over. If they're sharing child porn, you turn them over. I'm not doing any of that. There's no criminal activity at all. And furthermore, I don't even think this has really to do with the COVID flu. I think what this has to do with is this company is a, is a really thinly veiled political organization. I, I looked at their annual report, which is, by the way, their annual report is a cartoon no, 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 wait, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's cartoonish. It's, it's a cartoon. The annual report for MailChimp is an animated cartoon. You, you scroll through and a little like uh, email styled envelope dude walks you through a multicolored primary color background for kindergartners, you know, primary colors. And it gives you little snippets of information, like the fact that MailChimp was involved in the Georgia election, just in voter turnout and having some of the vote counters, you know, just paying for some of the vote counters. Now, I'm sure if we were to go through and look at the areas in which they invested, that it was completely in Democrat areas, just like the illegal donations by Mark Zuckerberg, just like that. Zuckerberg's donations are illegal. They're illegal campaign finance donations. They they dwarf they, they dwarf what put Republicans in prison. Dinesh D'Souza was in prison for $32,000. The Zuck comes in with half a billion dollars. And the Zuck is fine. Because the Zuck, the, the Zuck runs a platform, don't you know? Like MailChimp runs a platform. What they run are speech control devices. And if you are ever curious about whether you are on the right side or the wrong side of things. If you ever wonder if you are a good guy or a bad guy, here's a really easy way to tell. You ban speech. If you're involved in banning speech in any way, you are a bad person. And you work on the bad side of things. But there's something more fundamental that we can learn from MailChimp. There is no MailChimp. There's no, there's no Oracle. They, um, no, no. I mean, the company name exists and, and they produce products, but they don't run their own products. They don't run their own show. If you ever wonder who is in charge, here's a quick way to figure it out. Determine who you're not allowed to criticize. The people you're not allowed to criticize are the people who are in charge. So let's go back through 
the definition of the party. The party is the roll-up of pharma, media, tech, academia, and the deep state. Now, we're guessing that the excuse that MailChimp is going to use, if they even tell us why they banned us, why they canceled our account, and incidentally, I will be suing them, just so we're clear. I, I'm, I'm sure their terms of service are going to say, you have to sue us in this stage, or you have to go through, you know, because they're compulsory terms of service that no one reads, because you can't do business without just pretending you read them. Okay, I'll put that to the test. I'll make them bother with responding to a small claims court case in the state of Idaho. And my bet is they won't respond in time. My bet is that this will go into some lawyer's desk. Oh, it's small claims. Who cares? And then they probably won't respond, in which case then I will go to the court and say, hey, look, uh, you should rule on my behalf. They've defaulted. They've not come into court. They didn't respond. Therefore, rule on my behalf. And at that point, I'll go try to collect the five grand from them because I think that's the limit of what I can ask for in the state of Idaho. And they probably won't respond. In that case, you know what I get to do? I get to hire somebody to go to their offices to collect the money. I can't wait for that. I don't want the five grand. I'll give you the five grand. I want the fun of having someone go into their office and say, you owe a customer five grand. I want that on video. So if you ever wonder who's in charge, determine who you're not allowed to criticize. They're not in charge of their own game. And if they are, what's the difference? They're tech as part of the big, you know, as part of the party. But I don't even think this has to do with pharma because when I, when I went back through <laughs> this cartoon, and I'm not kidding, you can look at it at my Twitter account until that gets shut down. Oh, incidentally, I should say to the email, people on our email list, don't worry, we'll get a new email service provider. We've got the name securely held. We're, we're fine. We'll send out email through an email service provider that's actually a platform. We may in the meantime use Substack, which doesn't censor. Just so we know that you just to answer questions about, well, am I going to get emails? Yeah, you are. Take, it take a couple of days, maybe a week to get it warmed up. But it'll come back. Don't sweat that. But as I look through this cartoon that is the, um, the public filing, the public report of <laughs> uh, annual report of MailChimp, I also see here that they are um, they're they're leftists in regard to promoting um, homosexual uh, union, as, as some people refer to as a marriage. Okay, uh, that's there. They can do that, but I think that's really what this is. I, I was curious who would be the first company to come at us for openly expressing the biblical view of things in a loving way. I, I I don't think you can point to anything on the show that's not said in a loving way. Honestly, I mean, even when we like call Tony Fauci what he is, which is a psychopath, I try to make it super clear. We're not we're not we're not thinking that psych, being a psychopath is funny. I'm not saying it to be outrageous. I'm describing the behavior of a man who acts as acts like a psychopath. But I didn't expect it to be an email service provider that's a publisher. So to Republicans. Who And this is the thing we talked about yesterday. Do we think it's the big win if Mitch McConnell gets the Senate and Kevin McCarthy gets the House? The big win? Only if they launch investigations on day one. Every Silicon Valley CEO who plays this game under oath in front of the Congress forced to take the fifth or answer questions. 
And what they could do and what they should do is go out and ask for anybody who's been canceled by MailChimp, sit them down and say, show us the violation. And this is what I've said this morning to the two uh, co-founders, Ben Chestnut and, and I forget the other guy's name, Dan something. The two co-founders is I've dared them to come and show the misinformation we publish. And I look, I, you can say it to yourselves. I dare you. CEO or uh, co-founders of MailChimp, Dan, uh, Dan Cruzis or Cruzuis. Is that right? Cruzuis. So Dan and um, Ben Chestnut, Ben, Dan, I dare you to come and show any, any misinformation or disinformation I've communicated through your platform. I dare you. You can't. Furthermore, anytime you want, you bring on anybody from your company and you debate me about COVID truths and lies. And, and, and I guarantee you, because God has given me the opportunity to spend two years studying this every day, because God has gifted me the opportunity to talk to very, you know, some of the most well-informed epidemiologists and immunologists and data analysts in the world about this stuff. I guarantee you God has me better prepped on this than anybody in your company. Because you, if you go through the news, let's go through this. Maybe are these some of the things that MailChimp might ban? Let's just go through some of the news items of the day and see if this would be allowed on, on MailChimp. Question, true or false? True or false? A grand total of 710 kids have died in two years with the virus globally. With the virus, not from it, but with it, right? So is that true or false? This is children uh, zero through 17, ages zero through 17. No, it's false. So is it, no, let's go through the, let's go through the math. CDC's, oh, wait, oh, wait, CDC, what? No, this can't be right. The CDC's own best estimate shows only about 20 children Zero through seven die out of every one million infections. So a grand total of 710. 20 children out of one million die with COVID. With. Not from, with. But we have a worldwide effort to inject these kids with the mRNA injections. But. Do you remember the H1N1 flu? In one year of H1N1, 1,282 children died, quote, from the virus. In one year. And we're talking about in, in, uh, in two years with the COVID flu. Why was there no rush, push, obsession with injecting the kids during H1N1? Because the goal was different. The mRNA was not ready. The push has nothing to do with healthcare. Will MailChimp allow this data? Hey, MailChimp, it comes from the CDC database. Are you going to allow that? Or is this bad thing? Likewise, this, maybe, hey, MailChimp, I was going to send this link out today, but you stole our email, our email service because your publisher is not a platform. And because you are sucking on the heel of someone's boot. How is it tasting, by the way? 
Is this something MailChimp wouldn't want their people who get email from their, quote, platform to know? This is Fox News having a conversation with some women who switched parties in the state of Virginia. Now, see, MailChimp, they are a company that pretends men are women and boys are girls. They are a company that pretends. Well, dot, 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 pretends to be a platform. So I wonder, is this bad thing? Is this what actually got me banned from MailChimp is just providing links to mainstream media pieces like this with Fox News talking to three mothers? My key focus was education. I felt like Democrats were not listening to the voices of parents and our concerns throughout the COVID pandemic related to school closures. And Republicans, especially Governor Youngkin, when he was running his campaign, was listening to our voices and made clear action plans to address our concerns. Sandra, why did you cross? Many of the same reasons. I can tell you I would like nothing more to still be a Democrat. Locally, my own, um, the Democratic Committee actually refused admittance to me recently because of my support for Glenn Youngkin and putting children first. So I basically have no political home. And Wait, um, why? I will continue why? to- What happened? Well, they know that I supported Glenn Youngkin because of his position on um, open schools and putting children first. And that and you would think that they would invite me to coffee and asked why I did that. But if you're not progressive and you don't do everything or think exactly the way they want, you're not a Democrat to them. And that was shocking to you. It was disappointing. So if, if Fox News, well, they have their own email platform, I'm sure. But would that be MailChimp? Is that allowed? Hey, well, let me just ask this question, MailChimp, since you guys are a political activist, too, and you involve yourself in elections, which appear to be, it looks to me like an FEC violation because I don't see where you've disclosed these in-kind and, in fact, cash donations So would those women be allowed to organize on your platform? Because they have a view about schools and critical race theory that apparently you've determined to be wrong think. So if you plug into the MailChimp platform, do you get to politically organize that way? Do you get to organize people to come in and say in the Virginia schools, we'd rather not have boys raping girls in the bathrooms on a regular basis. The same boy wearing a dress when he does the raping when that makes it okay because then it's it's female on female violence would that be allowed see the joke of all this is that we've reached a point in society where there's any question about what they're doing the joke in all of this is that anybody can look at this now and say well they're just private companies and this is the great but look this is a brilliant thing that the party has done I mean, give the give the devil his due. It's a brilliant turn of events. And pushing it back in conservatives' face. If you don't like it, build your own email platform. Okay, we will. What about when the backbone providers come along and say, yeah, actually, we're not going to be um, allowing you to use our servers, AWS. Okay, so now we have to have our own servers. So we buy our own servers. Then what happens? Then internet backbone providers come along and say, yeah, actually, we're going to need you to burn, uh, to build your own email, your own uh, internet service provider. And then, then let's say you do that. Then let's look at the further joke. Now, do you have your own wires? 
Or does AT&T get to come on and go, yeah, so we'd rather not have your content going over our wires. Okay, so let's say you have Google's money and you go out and deploy your own fiber or your own satellite internet because you have Google's money. Okay, good. Now it's all solved. Yeah, except now Apple comes along and says, yeah, we'd rather not have you use our computers for typing that. Okay, so you build your own hardware. Yeah, we noticed here that you licensed a printer. Do you see where this goes? Once again, God is giving us an enormous gift. And to the people who work at MailChimp-Oracle, he's giving you a gift too. You get to figure out if you are standing on the right side of things or the wrong side. Now, that's a big gift. I'd be happy about that. So I guess I won't ask you to sign up for the email list. You can still do it. Because we'll get a new email service provider. I guess what I'd ask you to do today, if you're willing, is this is one more way. Hey, I got it. Why don't you become our email service providers? Yeah. Hey, that's a great idea. Oh, hey, 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 hey MailChimp. We had about 10% of the people who, um, who listen to the show on a regular basis signed up. So, hey, I got it. Why don't we get every single person listening today to take today's show and send it to 10 people who you know liked Rush's show, God rest the Maha, or they're Christians and they're politically conservative. They, They are becoming aware of what the party is doing. Here's a fun thing. And maybe just maybe put on a BCC. Just uh, you know, put on on BCC. Find the email address for for uh, for Mailchimp service, Mailchimp customer service email. I'm sure that's Googleable. I'm sure if you go to Google and you email customer service email for Mailchimp, put them on BCC. I wonder what would happen if we could send out sixty or seventy thousand emails today to ten people. And maybe the subject in is subject line is conservative Christian, uh, another conservative Christian canceled. And you send it to 10 of your friends and say something along the line of, so I've been listening to Todd Herman's podcast. He recently left commercial radio to put God at the center, politics at the edges. You might be familiar with him from filling in for Rush Limbaugh for many years. God rest Rush. Here's his podcast. Incidentally, he's just been canceled by an email service provider. And he tells the story here. Because I think people like hearing about canceling and what we're going to do. Oh, incidentally, yes, I did mention we're going to file suit. We'll see how it goes in Idaho and see if they respond to that. So the what I just presented to you is in this, this you know, from, okay, build your own email service. Okay, yeah, we're not going to let you use our background. Okay, that scenario. Does, does that sound impossible? How could it? This is, this is exactly what we're facing with a blockade everywhere. Except person to person. Except in home environments and small group environments. Except in public. Except in our full church groups. I firmly believe that the Lord is leading another exodus. I firmly believe the Lord is saying, guys, you're enslaved. You know, I think of the story in Exodus where, 
where God had rescued the Hebrews and he had, I mean, you think of the miracles God had pulled off in, in using Aaron and Moses as clay pots in that way. Incidentally, the clay pot thing, someone asked me about this. The apostle Paul referred to himself as a clay pot, which is why I'm doing that inspired by the, the great apostle Paul. Because he was saying, look, Paul doesn't matter. Don't say I'm a follower of Paul or I follow Cephas, uh, otherwise known as Peter, Simon Peter. No, 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 you follow Christ. I'm a clay pot. Clay pot was the least important of any of the uh, the dishes at the time or any of the silverware things at the time, anything like that, any dinnerware. So he just said, I'm a clay pot. So that's, that's why I'm saying clay pot. But I think about when, when God pulled the Hebrews out of Egypt with the incredible miracles they got to watch, including God sweeping through Egypt and taking the lives of the firstborn, except if you had the marking, the lamb's blood on the door. If you had that, then you were, you were passed over. They watched that happen. They, they watched, they walked through an ocean with the, with the water on either side. And there they are walking on dry ground as God has cleared a path through a sea. They watch the people trusting in chariots and horses enter that same path. They watch God collapse the waters on top of them. Then things get hard. And the Hebrew people go to Moses and say, what, 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 we want to go back to Egypt. You know, it was, look, yeah, we were slaves, but man, we had three hots and a cot. We had, we had food, we had meat. What do you, what do you, what's this manna? We're sick of manna. We're sick of this miracle from God. We, we want different flavored manna. Well, how come we don't have mint manna? Hey, Moses, ask God for mint cherry manna. Ah, and if that doesn't work, look, did you bring us out here to die? We could have died in Egypt, but I, I would have died in a, on a warm cot. Take me back. I want to go back to slavery. Put me back in chains. And luckily, Moses didn't listen, and nor did God. So this is, is this God saying, hey, you, do you guys know you're in prison? Do you know that even your thoughts, like the apostle Paul warned us, do not let your thoughts be taken captive. Do not allow your mind to be taken captive by empty deceitful promises of the world. If you look at the, the annual report of this MailChimp company, this cartoon, it's filled with empty deceitful promises of the world. Everything about it, everything about it is about sexual desire. Everything about it. There's, they're a company built on sexual desires, as I see it. Everything, and that's the fulfillment. That's the ultimate identity to them, apparently, at MailChimp. And yes, I'm aware of Larry Ellison. I get it. But I think this is God saying, wow, Herman, didn't you just get on there with your great big ugly looking melon head and start lecturing people about don't let yourself be captured and don't let, and Todd, didn't you just do that? And, and didn't you do your very best job to, to quote my word accurately? And now I see God saying to me this morning, so like, hey, hey, smart, large melon head dude in Idaho, do you see that you were in prison? 
by these guys at MailChimp. Now, one side of that and the secular side, again, I'm not sweating it. We're going to find another email service provider, but it's the bigger picture. On a daily basis, we are funding the prison. And the longer we continue to interact with with companies like this, the more we fund the prison. The more we pay off their empty, deceitful promises. The higher they build their thrones in their own godhood. And I see God saying, your thoughts, your, see, now think of this. MailChimp has quite literally imprisoned our thoughts. Because the email we were going to send out this morning contained my thoughts. They've imprisoned my thoughts. In workplaces around the country, people's thoughts are being imprisoned. You have the DOJ, and this is okay. Great news. Great news. If the Republicans win and they take the House and let's say perhaps they take the Senate, they can launch into, and I want to give Charlie Kirk credit for this because it's his idea, investigations everywhere. Fantastic. Let's do that. Let's, let's have investigations everywhere like this. The domestic terror thing. Now, there's an aspect to this domestic terror thing where, where the DOJ is pretending the biggest problem in the country is, is domestic terrorism, but not, not the thing in, in Texas. That took them three days to say, oh, no, 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 no. No, it's terror. It's terror. After for the first two and a half days, you're saying, uh, this had nothing to do with the Jewish community. He just picked this place uh, probably because it was close to the Pizza Hut. Or uh, no, there's a, there's a wings place that's real good. And Islamic terrorists like, they like, like chicken wings. That's a well-known fact. Then finally, three days in, they said, oh, no, no, it's obviously terror. All right. But now we're going to call this domestic terror or not? See, there's something hidden in this. You talk of imprisoning. And it goes right back to this. Are you wondering if you're on the good side or the bad side? I got another little litmus test for you here. This would be a really good day to rate the uh, podcast. Uh, it would. <laughs> Banned by an email service provider. Banned by an email service provider. That would just, get him back by rating the podcast really highly today. That's, that's the way to get back at them, is to rate the uh, rate this really highly. So whatever whatever podcast platform you use, if if you think the show is worth five stars, give it five. Leave some words and <laughs> take a screen grab. Oh, that's fun. No, see that's fun. Take a screen grab of your rating and and send it to Mailchimp on Twitter. Hey, thanks for the uh, inspiration. I've been meaning to rate the show. I gave it five stars today and uh, just sending you a screen grab of it. Just in honor of MailChimp, we're just going to grow the show bigger. We should do the MailChimp hour. So that would be something that you could do and, and that would, we do appreciate that. So the Department of Justice has founded themselves a um, whole division based upon domestic terror. And we talked about this earlier in the week. So they are not defining domestic terror. 
So the way to look at this as I see it, as I like to make these Dr. Seuss comparisons. When my daughter was young and I was still magical dad, I loved that time. I used to play a game where I would tickle her more like give her a kiss on the head or, you know, um, kiss on the cheek or read a book, but I would name it something else. So we'd be laying in bed, bedtime story time. And I would say things like, hmm, tell me, would you like to have a schwoof koofler? She'd say, what's a schwoof koofler? Well, a schwoof koofler is a little bit like a schwig nosler, but a little bit longer. I don't remember Schwig Nosler. Well, would you like a Schuf Kufler? No. Oh, too bad. It's a donut. It's another word for it. So I would just give these things, just pretend words. Now, that's all good and fun when it's dad and it might be you get tickled. It might be that you get a donut. It might be that you get a story. It's, that's all good fun. But when the government starts making up words and then charging you with the words, it's less fun. Just take it to an everyday common event. You're driving down the road, minding your own business, bother nobody, listening to our show on, uh, on, on Bluetooth, or you're listening to the scriptures or Christian radio on, Blue, on, on your radio, and you get lit up and a, and a cop pulls you over. And so you're a compliant citizen. You honor law enforcement. You safely, you signal and then safely pull over to the shoulder in an area where the cop's going to be safe. And you don't wait too long because that freaks him out when you wait a long time. So you pull over, the officer approaches your car, you have, you, you roll the window down and you say, good morning, officer. Good morning. Um, I am with the uh, Post Falls Police Department. See your license, uh, driver's license, proof of insurance and car registration, please. Absolutely. Would you mind if I reach into the glove compartment? No, be my guest. Excellent. I'm going to reach into the glove compartment. That's where things are. I always do this. Hands in sight. Not because I think they're going to freak out because I think it's a sign of respect. Pull open the glove box, hand it to the officer. Then I say to the officer, by the way, may I ask? I, I, th- I don't believe I was speeding. May I ask what, uh, what you felt I did this morning? Yes, um, it's a pretty clear violation of the uh, Roger Z statute. What's that? Uh, it depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah, it's the Roger Z statute. When did you think that up? Just now. You gonna charge me with that? Oh yeah. This is the DOJ with domestic terror. Now, certainly, certainly, this would never metastasize into any sort of use of you know ill intent, right? Never would that happen. Do you know what is qualified? What the DOJ has begun to group into Epic Times has the story. Do you know what they've started to sweep over into the pile of, of things they consider to be domestic terror? Same thing that MailChimp will steal your account for. COVID misinformation. Now, see, this is a double fun. Because this is a double no good, bad thing, goodness. Let's track it down. Your Honor, uh, I am uh, Roger, uh, Roger Lawmaker Upper uh, with the Department of Justice. Today we charge 
uh, U.S. citizen Todd Herman with, uh, with domestic terrorism, Your Honor. I see in the details of the charge, uh, he was spreading COVID misinformation. Understood. Uh, how does the state define domestic terror? Um, activities that are, are domestically terrorizing. Seems a little loose. How do you define COVID misinformation? Um, information that's, uh, that's missing context according to independent fact checkers. That's the structure. Now, in Pharaoh's day, Pharaoh could say, that's it. The Lord is right. The Lord of the Hebrews is so powerful. Let the people go. Moses said, we let you go. Then Moses is walking away. And then Pharaoh goes, wait, wait, wait. Nope. I changed my mind. No, you can't leave. And that was the law because that's what Pharaoh said. In every totalitarian regime in history, this has been the law. In every totalitarian regime in history, the party can change its mind as a matter of course in a matter of minutes. In every totalitarian regime in history, the charges don't actually matter. Just like we talked about earlier this week, the tennis star, the number one tennis player in the world. He's not being, he wasn't deported from Australia for having the COVID flu. He didn't. He wasn't deported because he's uninjected. That's not why he was deported. He was deported by the, from, the, from Australia because his mere presence could cause people to question the government. And what does MailChimp say? You can't share COVID information that is contrary to public health officials. You can't share anything that questions the emperor. You can't share any information that could cause people to think. You can't share any information that could cause people to question the prison they're in. You can't share any information that could cause people to take a step back and say something as simple as, wait a minute. If these injections don't stop the spread of the virus, why do I have to take them? So when I talk about the banning of thought, the taking captive of thought, that's actually what they're doing. You can go through the news articles and ask again. There's a story now. A Marine has gotten the first religious exemption. Legal insurrection has a story. It could be cause for dissent. That better be banned. So the Lord has shown us. Hey, guys. You didn't leave geographically, but you went ahead and built some pharaohs. You went ahead and constructed some kings. Now they're doing what pharaohs and kings do. Mark Stein said something about circumstances like this. It's one of Mark's most brilliant thoughts. 
And Mark has reason to know because Mark Stein, as you know, also fellow EIB alum and, and brilliant all-in singer, writer, cool accent. Mark has been through process as punishment. We'll talk about that. Hey, we're going to have Zach Abraham on this week. This is, a, I, I feel, I mean, Bulwark Capital Management, you know, Chief Information Officer there. I kind of worry about putting him on the spot in this one. Because we're going to talk about stewardship. So, if you have friends of yours who are, let's say, um, how do you put this? That They think that capitalists are all just mindless devourers of value and if you, have, if you have folks like that, this might be a podcast to share with them. Um, I know Zach to be a, a very godly man, also an incredibly, incredibly skilled steward of other people's money and, and very committed to doing the right thing for people financially. I, I want to ask him about the business model of investing and taking a percentage of gains or however they do that, right? Fees. And I want to talk to him about usury. And because I, I don't believe for five seconds that Zach is in the usury business because the value is being returned to the customer. So, in fact, I know that to be the case. Secondly, he's not loaning money. Somebody does. But I want to talk about finances on, on that, that grand scale that Zach is so, so skilled at. And then the grandest of scales, which is how we are to steward God's money. So that's coming up this week. That might be one to share with friends who think that all capitalists are just we just go around devouring things. Mark Stein said something super important. And I want to share it in a personal note today. Mark said, tyranny is always capricious. And it's a brilliant, brilliant expression. See, Mark has been through process as punishment. When he called out the lies behind global warming, back when it was global warming, before it became climate change and then climate catastrophe and then whatever it is now, same lie, different compressed timeline, same lie as COVID, same lie as the transgender um, cult, by the way, same exact lie, same, same structure, same people, the party, science is settled, shut up, you can't talk about that or you'll be disbarred or you'll be, you can't be a teacher anymore, you can't be a therapist, you can't be a professor, you can't be a medical doctor, can't have email service on MailChimp. When he spoke the truth about that scam and one of these guys, Mr. Hockey Stick, sued him. And Mark sued back. Really what they were after was, look, let's just make this guy to go to court for the rest of his life. Let's make every single day a court day. Every single day, this guy has to work with lawyers and pour money out of his pocket and defend himself or he could settle, in which case we're going to own everything he has. Make him choose his punishment. His punishment is we seize everything he's ever earned or we just burn him down for 10 years and Mark fought. Mark fought. Few other people would. And he won. And he continues to win. But the process is the punishment. And tyrannies are always capricious. And they dance it up. They, they, they dance the stuff up in the fancy terminology. While examining the greater good, I think the question is for companies like this, how do you walk the balance between being a service provider, but also making sure that you stand on the side of history and determination of making sure that the least, uh, that the most marginalized, most, uh, most at risk of us also have protection of their ideas. And I think that's a careful balance that they need to walk. Ah, oh, you have a question. Why not just let everybody say what they want? Well, it's very important uh, that we... No, no, just let everybody say what they want. 
But, 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 but then there'd be ideas we don't like. Right. So just like with quantitative easing, just like with international monetary structure, just like with, look, uh, we're a, we're a citizen nation among many, and no one can really say what it means uh, to be an American as a, a global leader, citizen, superpower in uh, the NATO uh, structure, UN, uh, China, uh, to Russia, um, global power sticker, get together, uh, stiff competition. Uh, it's very complicated. Um, yeah, uh, I have a question. Uh, you have a wall. Uh Around the White House, why, why can't we have one? They like to make things complicated and capricious. And you know what else does that? Every abuser. Because I says so. Every abuser. And this is the stuff of nightmares with kids and abused spouses in abusive workplaces. If you've ever lived with a mean drunk, you know exactly what I mean. You know this. You're going to feel this in your gut if you've lived with a mean drunk. Or a drunk who can become really abusive. Uh, we, we had that experience twice growing up. One for long term, one briefly. You listen for the car. Car goes in the garage. Okay. You time. All right. How many steps? Why steps? Well, because the drunken steps are like 24 steps to get to the door. The sober steps are 12. Oh, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're, oh, they lost their keys. Oh, they're jingling for their keys. I'll get it. Well, if they lost their keys, they're jangling for the keys. They can't even get themselves sober enough to open the door. It's going to be a bad night. And then you're listening for a tone of voice. Hey, guys, how was your day? Kids, where's dinner? It's an act of capriciousness. Jimmy, son, I just about tripped over your shoes again. Please, that's why we gave you the shoe rack. Or a shoe comes flying across the room and smacks you upside the noggin. Move your shoes. It's going to be a bad night. And there's no consistency. And you've probably worked in workplaces where everybody is waiting to see what happens when the boss walks in. What's the mood? Read their eyes. Don't go super. Guys, I started in the parking lot. It's bad day, bad day. Get to work. Tyranny is always capricious. The heartbreaking part of this, I met a girl in family therapy. You know how badly she wanted to know what would happen? You know what she hated She waited, hated waiting for the shoe to drop. She hated wondering if the explosion would come. She hated it. 
when the explosion went at her mom or her little sister, hated watching it more than she hated being the target. And so she would become the target. She would light the fuse. And she would take the abuse. So no one else had to. No love. No greater love. Has a man than to lay down his life for his brother. Sister, mother. Now, she was acting instinctually. She didn't yet know the Lord. We are living around people who are imprisoning our thoughts. But just as when the Hebrews later to become the Jewish people, Israel, just as they began to be free to speak, to express themselves when they left prison in person, face to face. I believe God is calling his people. I think he's blocking off paths. Hey, you're not going to have email. Hey, you can't trust Silicon Valley. Hey, they're not going to let you say these things on their platforms. So why aren't my people gathering? Why aren't my people having a great big family reunion? Face to face. And God is different than the girl who took the, lit the fuse. <laughs> God is saying, let them aim at me. Let them aim at me. Let them try to disappear my word. God laughs. Oh, you MailChimp. You're going to be the ones. You're going to be the ones that disappear my word that will never go away. Okay, big boys. Okay. Bring it. Sure appreciate you supporting the show. Appreciate you telling friends about the show. We see the growth every day, every week. And it happens through you. So with our thanks, this is the Todd Herman Show. Now do, please, go be well, be strong, be kind, and yes, do be right with God.